Welcome to the Hell Yes or Hell No podcast, the podcast designed to help you use your imagination and start your own conversations. We're your hosts, Sue and Mike, with an occasional guest for special episodes. Each week, we'll dive into various topics and scenarios like, would you move to another country or should Trump go to jail? So join us every Friday and find out if it's a hell yes or a hell no. You can subscribe to our podcast for free on your favorite platform, and you can join us on any social media channel. So until then, let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Hell Yes or Hell No podcast. It's the podcast designed to get you talking. This is episode number 55. But before we get started, just a little reminder to please subscribe for free on your favorite platform. And even better, leave us a great review or hit that five star button. It takes less than a minute and you will help the podcast grow and reach more people like you. Also, you can join us on any social media channel and let us know there if today's episode is going to be a hell yes or a hell no for you. Stay tuned at the end and we'll give you all the details. All right, let's talk about it. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to episode number 55. And this is Sue. And as always, I have Methadone Mike here Ah. with me. How has your week been? All right, all right, all right. This week is all right. Going well. Good. What good, about good. the listeners out there? I hope they're having a great week also. I hope they're having a great what week. What about yourself? How's your week going? It's been pretty busy, exhausting, doing a lot of different things, uh, preparing for some stuff. So uh, just a little bit tired. Um, my dog is limping around as well. So yes. I've been a little bit worried about him I, and I, trying to make him feel better. Um, uh, he slipped. He's a pretty big dog. And he, uh, he actually yeah, slipped, yeah. and so I think he has maybe like a, a sprain. Something's wrong Something. with him. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely lifting a lot. But I also think part of it is acting. I, <laughs> I think he likes the attention, so he just continues to limp. Oh, my so, stars. But he is also getting older. He just turned uh, eight. Yes, he did. So he's a... Uh, good pup. Yeah, Good he's a good pup. He's a good anyway, pup. Anyway, what we got for today? I know right. you got something special. Yeah. So I think today's topic is, is it's serious. Um, and I think it's interesting. It's an interesting conversation that I think we should have. Um, and I'm going to just jump right into it. We should have what we're talking about on the podcast. What's that? To me, we should have. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you know, hey, let's not need to talk to you. You I don't get I mean? it. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't get it. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, okay, never, never mind. I I think it's a topic of discussion. Oh, okay. it's not not something for <laughs> yeah, you and I. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to say it that way. Okay, All right, go ahead. All right, so here is the question: What we got? Should addiction treatment be free? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, ah oh, man, you know what? Because it's not. You know, I it's want not. <laughs> I want so much stuff to be free anyway. Yeah, but um, but the reason the reason I'm bringing this topic up is addiction is a problem that people have big time. A lot of people have. There's actually two kinds of addiction. They're they're categorized into two categories. Oh yeah. So one is substance abuse. Yes. So drugs, alcohol, whatever, and then the other one is a behavioral addiction. So, for example, gambling. Yeah. Stuff like that. And it really, the way it's defined, an addiction is a chronic condition 
that involves compulsive consumption of substances or an activity despite the harmful nature of it to your health or the negative consequences of being addicted to it. Okay. And it is technically a disease. Yeah. Um, here, here's the thing. I think um, you should get a free treatment, you know, for a year or whatever, six months. But after that, if you go back to it, it's time to pay. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. I think I think because you can't just say, okay, I'm going to stop, then go back and gamble or do drugs again. Because I know I, I can go over here to the facility and lay up for six months for free. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it should be some kind of um, stipulation on how much you can, you know. Yeah. I, I And to me, I think it needs to – there's several different kinds, first of all. There's like inpatient treatment where you actually go to a facility and yeah. you stay in there. I think also be inpatient. Then you have outpatient where you can go, you know, to groups and meetings and yeah. things like that. Um, that I, I think if it's yeah, I think if it's a true addiction and you want to just get over it, I think it has to be inpatient. Yeah, I think everybody needs to go to inpatient if you got a true addiction, at least yeah. for six months. I know you probably said it's tough, man. If you're not working. You know, it'd be one of those yeah. um, functional addiction type people, you know. Maybe so, yeah. Because it, it needs to be treated by a doctor because it is truly a disease. I know there's a, a lot of controversy in that statement where people say, oh, that's not a disease. You chose to become addicted. You can control it, that kind of stuff. But it the reason why it's classified as a disease is when you become addicted to something, whether it's substance or behavioral um, addiction, it's it's a brain disorder. It yes. changes the literal chemistry in your brain. Trust me. I uh, I thought the same way. Truly, I thought that, you know, hey, you can stop or you chose to do that, you know. But once you start at that snowball effect, mm-hmm. hey, it's hard to get off. So I'm going to get into some of the other stuff, right, that I typically do when I kind of do the research for this. But I, I would like to talk a little bit about that the brain chemistry change because okay, I don't think a lot of people really truly understand that they think people just get addicted and they can stop at any time. No, no. I've heard people say, Oh, I can stop anytime no, I can. want to. So whatever substance you're using or whatever activity it is that you're addicted to, it affects your brain's reward center, right? Everybody has a reward center in their brain and Human beings are wired biologically to seek rewards. Oh. Human beings want to be pleased. They want to be rewarded. Okay. Because it makes them feel better. It, it releases a chemical in your brain that makes you feel better. So, for example, just to give some examples of what, how it does, how it affects your reward center, when you're spending time with your family and your loved ones, you're happy the, the chemicals are being released in your brain when you eat something delicious and you're like, oh, my God, this tastes so good. It's releasing chemicals in your in your brain. And it's called dopamine. I know, yeah. yeah, I was about to say that. Yes. <laughs> so every time you do something that makes your brain happy, yeah. your brain releases dopamine. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel pleasure. Yeah. And so if you become addicted to something and you get that dopamine release while you're doing the addiction, you're going to continue to seek that same feeling over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. And 
the difference is when you become addicted to something, right? Like, let's say drugs. If you become addicted to drugs and you get that reward center in your brain, it acts differently with the drugs. It does an overload of dopamine. Mm. Not just like, oh, this food tastes good. It's like, oh my God, here comes the drugs. And it releases massive amounts of dopamine, which changes you from normal at that point. Your brain is now rewired to want that massive dose of dopamine versus the normal dopamine. So then now you're seeking it. Yeah. That's your focus. Yeah. I know a lot of people on drugs, man. It's bad, though. Yeah. Sickening. It is. But you know, the the time that we grew up, that crack phase hit real hard in the 80s. Yeah. And um, seen a lot of friends go. There's a. Just drop and die. Did you hear like, uh, uh, did you hear like any of the rumors that that crack was created by our government and CIA. spread on the sh- spread yeah, out on the streets yeah. on purpose for yeah. what what intent to have people addicted? No, no, that wasn't for our. That was for that's that's dumb discussion for a different topic. But that was for the CIA for the black poor communities. Look that one up if you get a chance to. That was for um, the black communities to say keep them poor, keep them addicted. You know what I'm saying? And then it's going to pass the drug law. When we start selling crack or getting caught with crack, the the penalties were so high. They still are, I believe. Yeah, they are. What I'm saying is, though, that, that that was to control the black communities and the black families. This is the way of to divide and control. So a lot of black men were selling um, crack back in the days. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a piece of crack was giving you, like, 20 years to life, almost. Wow. Yeah, really, that's serious. But it was designed for the black communities, man, to um to keep us down and poor. But that's a story. For another time. For another time, <laughs> trust me. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about the difference between uh, substance addiction and behavioral addiction. So I'll give you some examples of substances that you can obviously become addicted to. Go ahead and So we've got... Uh, of course, we've got cocaine or crack. <laughs> I, I feel weird talking about these drugs, but um, and then you have prescription addiction. Um, people that are addicted to prescription drugs don't, of all kinds. Don't feel weird, man. It's part of yeah. Part of what's happening. Um, tobacco. Yeah. Pretty tobacco. simple. Alcohol. Yeah. Um, people can be addicted to caffeine. Yeah. And that that's considered a substance because oh, it's my. it's a stimulant. Mm. So. Um, think about people that drink like those energy drinks like crazy. I know a few of them. Are, don't they, fellas. <laughs> I know they a are few. addicted to it. Uh, and then opioids, obviously. Yeah. So those are some examples of substance abuse. Um, then you have behavioral addiction. So it's things like gambling, um, eating or not eating, um, shopping. People are addicted to shopping. I, think, I, I, I think know you some. Are. I, <laughs> How you stay at you stay at Whole Foods? Whole Foods killing us. <laughs> Wait, but we eat that food. Yeah, we do. But you every day you at Whole Foods. Uh, no, not every day. But I do like to get the food fresh. Yeah, because it tastes much yeah, better every day. Tastes much better. Um, you have other behavioral addictions like sex or porn. Um, you've got shoplifting. People who are addicted to shoplifting, uh, gaming, yeah. and social yeah. media. 
So there's a lot of different things that happen. I think there's also there's also one behavioral um, addiction that I was reading about while I was doing some research for this, and it's people who eat weird things like soap. What? They can't help themselves. They just eat soap every day. Oh, man. What makes you start eating soap? I don't know, but it's a true it's a, it's a true kind of disorder comes from that was really weird because yeah. that that one went down a rabbit hole. People were eating glass, people are eating flour, they're eating soap. It's just the weirdest things. Hmm. But anyways, the most common, what do you think is the most common addiction? Um and it's estimated that 10% of the entire population of the U.S. is addicted to something. Um, gambling. No. The most common is tobacco. Shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> and then, that everybody's smoking yeah, cigarettes. And then alcohol and alcohol, then marijuana. Yeah. Those are the top three. I need to start smoking marijuana. Is it decriminalized yet? I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. I don't like the smell of it. It's so strong now. I ain't smoking marijuana. You can walk by people and be like, damn. Mm. (laughs) So it's everywhere now, though. So what do you think are some of the reasons that people get addicted? Like, what's the root cause behind it? Um, I don't know. Some of them might be peer pressure. Yeah. People get out there and um, come on, try this, man. All of a sudden you try it and you like it and you, you you don't stop. Yeah, you hear about stuff like something Depression. is something is a gateway. Yeah. Right? So people say and I've heard this one for a long time that marijuana is a gateway drug. And people say if you start smoking marijuana, then you're going to go do this and then you're going to go do that. Negative, 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 negative. I smoked marijuana before. When I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody, not everybody, but probably most everybody uh, has. I didn't do anything else. As a matter of fact, I didn't do no crack. <laughs> I didn't do no cocaine. You know what I'm saying? And me and my buddies, we used to get up every morning and go go smoke weed. You know? Well, I I didn't I didn't. This do is it right like that. high school. Yeah, yeah. We, we smoked, man, and um, and I stopped in 1989. Wow, cold turkey. I don't, I don't need this. Yeah. So I don't have a. I know people might think I don't have a um addictive personality. Ah, uh, okay. I don't. I mean, anything like beer. I used to drink beer back in the days. Had forties. Yeah. I just stopped that in 1995. I, I never liked beer. So yeah, I haven't had a beer in 19, since 1995. And I know somebody tried to pressure me to get one one time. Man, go and drink a Corona, man. You know, I don't drink beer. Get a Heineken. I don't drink beer. And I walked away. Yeah. You can't pressure me to do something I want to do. Yeah, I think peer pressure is a big deal, especially when you're younger. Um, I think that's what. Yeah. That's where it, it kind of comes from. Um, there's also, um, there's also studies that show you can be genetically dispositioned to become addicted if your parents, one or more of your parents were also addicts. Uh, The like, the likelihood of you becoming an addict is, is higher than Mm. someone who doesn't have parents that were addicted. And then the other one, um, the other one is mental health conditions can cause you to become an addict. True. You you might have a screw loose up there, and that causes you to become either behaviorally addicted. Yeah. Like I said, eating soap. What is what is that? I don't know. It's probably a mental health disorder. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, and then there's also environmental factors. So kind of going to your point earlier, the environment that you're in 
could yeah. cause you to become addicted. Definitely. So you see it all the time. Yeah. So there's, I went and looked at some numbers as well, cause it's kind of crazy, but the last study that I could find was in 2020. So I might not have been looking very hard cause it's 2023, <laughs> but in that 2020 study, there were 37 million people that are addicted aged 12 and older. Oh, wow. So that's all. That's actually a lot of people. people. That's a lot of people. And out of that study, 13.5% used drugs in the past 30 days. Hmm. And then, so like I mentioned earlier, about 10% of the population um, is addicted to something, whether it's a substance or it's behavioral. And then out of, the entire population, it's estimated that up to 15% of the population have addictive personality disorder. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're addicted right now, but up to 15% of people yeah. are at risk to become addicted. So I'm so glad I don't have that. And I know it too. So how much do you, <laughs> how much do you think, how much do you think the average cost for drug rehab is? That I don't know. I I really don't know that. I, I can't even think of a number. So this this actually comes from drugabusestatistics.org. Mm. And the average cost of drug rehabilitation, drug rehabilitation per person, is about $13,500. Mm. That's a lot. Most wow. people can't afford that. No. I don't know what it looks like um, in terms of insurance coverage, but I'm I'm fairly certain. It's a lot of money. I'm fairly certain most insurance companies will cover some of the cost, but it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. So if you think about it, the the cheapest medical detoxification program is about two thousand dollars. That's okay. where they give you methadone, which is what I called you earlier. But yeah. <laughs> that, but methadone is a drug that they use to help curb addiction. Yeah. So that's that's about that's about two thousand dollars. The cheapest inpatient rehab program per month is about six thousand dollars, and then for the outpatient rehab for a three month program, that's five thousand dollars. That's a lot, man. It is a lot. It's a lot. I, I know people going to like they shouldn't start drugs and all that good stuff, man. But hey, yeah, and I don't even know. There's a couple of there's a couple of different categories, right? So if you go down the road of methadone treatment, it's about twelve thousand dollars. If you do non methadone outpatient, it's about two thousand. If you do intensive outpatient, uh, that's about five thousand. Um, if you do an adult residential, which is kind of like inpatient, yes. it's close to $10,000. For how many months? Uh, I think this is per month. <laughs> oh, that's tough, man. Yeah, so it's pretty expensive. He just started setting up some nonprofit organizations, man, to help these guys get off these drugs. There are a lot of nonprofit organizations. A lot. And there's also free treatment. It's not as intense as yeah. being impatient, but you can get um, 
you can get help as well. Mm-hmm. They have um, they have a lot of uh, hotlines that you can call and people will talk you through an episode. Um, I don't know how free it really is, but when I looked up some of the ones um, in this area, all of them, even though they said free, had stuff like we accept insurance and stuff like that. So it's I don't I don't know if it's necessarily free. And then on top of that, I went and looked at a few of them in this area, and they're all rated super low. Oh, wow. Like out of five stars, it was like two and a half or three. So I don't even know what that means, but I'm not going to go look at it. I was going to go look at the Google, um, the ratings that people gave them, but I was like, I'm not even going to go do that. Yeah, that's that's tough, though, man. I mean, here we are. Um we both know people in our families that are addicted to um, substance, and yeah, it's and over the sure. years, over the years, it's it's real tough to watch them go from being that. Not, I'm not saying a hero, but being that guy or that lady, man, that you looked up to, into seeing them on the street, homeless, pretty much, you know. Yeah. And um, for anybody out there that got somebody that's dealing with something, you know what I'm saying? Be sympathetic. Or supportive, supportive because I understand um, it's, it's it's their journey is tough. It's a tough journey. I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, and and it hurts, you know. And maybe that's why I don't have addictive personality. It's because of what I've seen and always say I don't want to be that way. So I stay away from a lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, um, family members, man, they gonna need your help. They gonna need your support. You know, try to bear with them. I know it could be bad because they'll steal your stuff. <laughs> they, they, I'm, I'm serious, man. They will argue with you, fight you, and do everything possible, man, because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, again, their their brain chemistry is altered. It's, it's they're all, not making yes. the right decisions. So yeah, they can't know, think straight. They can't trust me. Um, and here's here's the crazy part about this: it can happen to you. Yeah, it's just that quick. It can happen to you. You don't understand that, you know. One bad move. You hurt your shoulder or something. Start taking um, prescription medication. All of a sudden, yeah. you're addicted. It, yeah. It can happen to you just like that. Yeah, I think about, you know, you mentioned that. I, I think about, I'm going to bring it up, but I think about Prince. No, None of us, you guys, we're fans of Prince, so we follow that. But Yeah, definitely. We, we, we were totally shocked by that. Yeah. Totally shocked. Doesn't doesn't it doesn't take much, man, to 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 um become addicted to anything. It doesn't take much, I'm telling you guys, man. I think one of the things too is if you know someone that maybe has that addictive personality disorder that you're talking about, you have to notice things as well. Oh yeah. And I think one of the biggest triggers that I saw in the study is stress. People don't know how to handle stress, so they turn to something else to not think about the stress. Yeah, I think cigarettes is one of the things that people turn to when they get stressed out. Yeah. I notice a lot of people want to smoke, you know. I mean, I know it's just a small, small it's yeah. not as big as, you know, crack or or, or, or alcohol, alcohol or, like you said, like prescription. It, yeah. Once, once it starts, it's, it's kind of... You gotta be. You gotta be able to rein it in. If not, it becomes that addiction yeah, it becomes at that your point. Problem, trust me. And I think one of the things that I found very interesting in those studies is people just don't pick up stuff and decide that they're going to be addicted to it. No, it was. I'm telling you, 
when I read all those studies, it's stress. People yeah. people don't know how to manage their stress properly, so they turn to something else to forget about the stress. So stress at work, stress at home, stress whatever, whatever stressing you out. And, and we, since you said stress at work, man, I think everybody need mental days at work. Yeah, we talked <laughs> we about talked that. We about talked that. about that. I'm serious, man, because that stress level is, is real. You got to get away from it. I hear people. It's all, like it's like work consumes your brain. It does. We work too much, man. You know what I'm saying. Um, here's here's the thing that I that I to just say at work. And we all have heard this before, or all done said this one time before. I need me a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you working hard at work? You know yeah. what I'm saying, man. I can't wait to get out here get me a drink, man. He driving me crazy in here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. That's part of it. You know what I'm saying. Stress. Yeah. And, uh, you go. What you turn to? Alcohol, yeah, to calm your nerves. You know what I'm saying? Or you got people, you got people walking outside of their place of work to smoke cigarettes, and you see them pacing back, pacing and, back forth, and forth, yeah, smoking, stress. smoking, smoking. Uh, it's not funny. We're not making fun of it, but it's definitely something that I don't think people pay attention to. They don't. I don't think they pay attention to the stress and how that turns into the addiction. Stress will kill you. Yeah, it will. Stress to kill you. I'm, I'm telling you, man. It, it exhausts you. It's all kinds of stuff. It does, and man. Stress can come in any way, shape, or form. True. It really, really can. That's, you could get stressed a- out driving in a car. Yeah. You could get stressed out if you're late. You can get stressed out. Or anything. Anything. Alone, like traveling or doing anything. I got to pack. <laughs> I got it. This right here. Because yeah. your time frame starts to get shorter. You know what I'm saying? So you're stressing out about the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Even though you got, you know you're leaving, you know something, you still will wait until the last minute and start stressing yourself out. Because, yeah. Because, you know, your time wasn't prepared, right? But. What I would tell people is if you feel that stress coming on, reach out to someone. Reach out to a family member or a friend just to talk through it. Seriously. And don't feel like, you know, you should be embarrassed or anything like that, which is the whole reason why we're kind of doing this podcast, too, is helping you to talk through things and get through things so that you you don't have all this stress. Yeah. Having a conversation should not be stressful, but I know sometimes that it is, but you've got to be able to reach out to someone if you feel like you're getting stressed out a little bit. And just kind of talk through it. Once you talk through it, you feel better. I, that's yeah. my opinion. Accident, accident, and answering a hard question is that's what a person. People don't want to um, ask the hard questions to people. They don't want to yeah. answer the hard questions. You know what I'm saying? You have to get over that. You have to understand that I need help. Yeah. You know, because even though you're addicted, when you come down, you know you feel like crap. You know what you've done is wrong. You know what I'm saying? And you got that moment right there. To figure out, I need help. Yeah. I need to talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? But you can't talk to anybody. No, that's why I said it's got to be someone you know. Even though sometimes someone you know, they don't understand. They, like, even in my family sometimes, you tell you tell them something, they don't get it. Yeah. Because in their own mind, they think, well, just get over it. You Maybe. Have to, you have to go to somebody, man, that understand what you're going through. Because everybody do not understand what you are going through when you are addicted to something. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I think that's where those hotlines, those free hotlines can come in as well. Because the people that are staffed to answer those calls know what to say because they've been trained to work with someone on the other end that 
might be on their last straw. And that's why a lot of people are still addicted because they don't have the proper um, channels. Yeah. Because I know for myself, I was that guy. Man, I need help. Man, you need to get over that. You're a grown-ass man. You say dumb <laughs> stuff because you don't know what to say. Yeah. Now I know what to say because I done seen it. You know what I'm saying? I done seen family members go through it, die, and all of that stuff. So now I'm like, yo, this is real. I'm saying I was only looking at it from my perspective. Yeah. So I didn't see it from their lens. So once you start doing stuff like that, you know, you understand like, okay, I know how to help, but I can't help them because I'm not a professional in helping them. Right. But I can talk them off the ledge for for now and get them the proper help they need. So, yeah, I mean, I understand we, you know, anyway, going back to the question, should it be free? Yep. It's a hell yes, it should be free. But also it's a limitation on how long, you know, you should stay in a facility or whatever, because at some point you must take the initiative to go ahead and, you know, and, and want to stop. Yeah, even, I agree. Even though you went to a facility or went to help, some people just go and put a bandaid on it. Yeah. You know, and then get cleaned up for a few and go right back out there. We've seen it so many times. Of course. So yeah, once you run out, run out of your your allotted time, <laughs> you know, hey, you got to start paying. Because at some point, it's no help, right? Especially if you just relapse over and over and over and over, yeah. right? But I think for me, it's a hell yes. But I like your idea. I like your idea a lot. I think the first treatment should be free, and it should be inpatient, yes, and it should be over whatever specified period of time. I'm thinking somewhere between three to six months because Me you've too. got to you've got to rewire your brain chemistry. You do. You do. And it's got to be intense so that it sticks. Yeah. Uh, and then, like you said, after that, if you relapse, then hopefully you have insurance and you can go back again. But tell anybody um, that going through something, man, that they must have the attitude to want to change. Right. You have to instill it in them. Hey, listen, man, just get the attitude that you want to change. You know, make them find something to live for or to, you know, to get better for. Yeah. Find that, find that niche. All right. Well, wrap this thing up, man. Yeah. I appreciate it again, like always, to, yeah. to the, to the um, listeners out there. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Friday. All right. So that's our show for today. Be sure to share this episode with your friends, your family, or your coworkers. If you have any topic ideas, email us at hellyesorhellno at gmail.com. We'll take a look at it and probably turn it into a podcast. Uh, Make sure you come back every Friday by subscribing for free. Also, let us know if today's topic, should addiction treatment be free, is a hell yes or a hell no for you. You can follow us on any social media channel. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. We want to hear from you. So until then, let's talk about it.